I mean, I think the winner should go to whoever shit their pants most recently. And it's still up for debate. Welcome to the Battle of the Willamette podcast. We've been coming to you weekly. This is now the final episode of the 10th season of the Battle of the Willamette podcast. No longer a recap of a week, recap of a season. You know, guys, we all love the Ocho every goddamn minute. The three of us this whole season where we ended up nine balls every single one. But we can always send this season out on a high note because it's the DM. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? I, thought, I thought that the season was over. I thought we're just back to the OG yeah. Battle of the Willamette podcast. Battle of the Willamette podcast. All right. How are we doing, everybody? I know that uh, this is uh, its no longer weekly. We took a little break at the end there, get a regroup. We got a chock-a-block agenda. Um, I'm just checking in with you guys. Just, just real quick, what's new? Well, I think part of the reason it took so long is we've been trying to track down the champion, Irish Puddles. No one's heard from him. Uh, I think since that day, at least myself. And um, I don't know. I think that there's going to be a meme coming out with him looking like uh, Waldo. I think uh, he's he's taken the the where's Waldo from from he got me, and we got to start looking for the champ. Yeah, I you know I've attempted to schedule him for the podcast, and um, he's just too busy for us. I mean, he's big time now. He's a world champion. He's probably on the night show circuit you know just too big for battle of lama podcast i guess i mean that's all i can tell i mean what other explanation could there be i mean on every year though and now Mm. we can't find them it's just it's it's odd yeah well the uh the whole no phone no internet in ireland i mean it could be a debacle he's probably rubbing two potatoes somewhere together to try and make his phone work maybe that's it that's probably it get some electricity out of that or something but uh yeah good little recap there's there's a chance that he did take that trophy someplace in ireland just to show it off to family who they're like i finally made something of himself (laughs) i told you uncle i told you all that bullshit over these years and he finally makes something of himself. Good on you, boy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's about time. Gee whiz. They're like, they're like he hasn't brought Pierce out here yet, but he brought the trophy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said the cost differential was too much to bring the child, so he just brought the trophy and put it in its own seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all we need. Uh, this is real weird for me. This is... Uh, this is my inaugural what's on tap. I don't know if I've kicked it over to Justin for a what's on tap, but uh, this is uh, we're jumping right in, Justin. What uh, what's on tap? Hey, Justin. What's on tap? Yeah, well, it's been a while. I mean, it it it's also I had one prepared. I wanted everyone to know I had a what's on tap prepared. Uh, but product still hasn't brought it to me. He's been talking now for two months that he's got a beer for me. And I thought I'd have it by this podcast. Um, no product showing up with the beer. So I don't have that. What's on tap. And I blame products fully. Well, I think there may be a fine involved of some kind. That's uh, that's reckon a scheduled podcast episode. So He's you know what? So far, this has been pretty terrible. I mean, we couldn't get the champ on. Products can't deliver a beer. I thought you're doing a great job. So we're not. The helps, opening but... was wrong. Do we want to? CJ, I saw you were tipping something up. Do you want to? You want to hype anything up, or we just want to move right on? Yeah, it's just that I, I had it on one of the other ones. It's that it's kind of like the end of the Christmas beers. You know, oh. I'm just sort of like, there's not. You know, it's like. There's all this like bunch of random beers in the fridge, you know, like the beer little drawer thing. And I'm just kind of powering through them at this point. 
that's the worst. Uh, I will give a shout out to Costco. They only have one good beer right now, but it is the uh, the Crux Urban Jamboree Hazy IPA. Delightful. Ooh. And yep, Justin's repping the, uh, the Crux hoodie right now. I thought it was an off-white, but not enough of an angle on it. So nice. But yeah, 1038, a four-pack. That's a steal. Wow. So, Head out to your local Costco branch and get that. Not not just that, but head out to Bend and spend some time at Crux. The uh, if you haven't done it, their their setup out there is incredible. They got the cornhole going. It's all outdoor. A bunch of uh, little food trucks. A taco truck. El Sanchez there is one of my favorites. So uh, as long as it's not dirty. Oh yeah, not dirty. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we'll get out there and do it sometime. Maybe it's an opportunity to get out there for an owner's meeting at some point. Bring it to Oregon. That'd be, that'd be a good one. Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into the agenda for the, uh, the final episode of the Diaz. Um, set the stage for you guys. Take us through the agenda. Perfect. Top three takeaways from your immaculate hosts here. All of us. Season awards. I'm excited for that. I've got a special one on tap. Not really. Uh, LGS. And Fab, email in what you think uh, LGS stands for. And we'll let you know in the, in the show notes if you got it right or not. I know, uh, I know pre-draft is already a hot topic. A um, lot of talk about pre-draft. Um, and then jumping into that season schedule. Everyone's yep. mixed-sighted. I, I'm excited. I can't wait to talk redraft for sure. That'll wait, be fun. Redraft. Yeah. Mm, not <laughs> too excited about that. All right, let's jump into the takeaways. Let's uh, let's uh, takeaways. Well, I'll, not me. you jump in there, Justin. I'll go first here. And so at the end of every year, I think we have this homework assignment on the podcast. <laughs> from our guy cj and most of the time we just wait until showtime and then make three things up but i put a little thought into it this time around <laughs> makes one of us perfect <laughs> scribble some notes down um and then i started to think that they're not too different than what i've been bitching about all year on the podcast <laughs> every single week so yeah. bear with me but bear. number one takeaway for duck cowboy franchise is that QB is key. And in this league specifically, I know there's a lot of other leagues out there where people think you can just stream constantly. Not in this league. You got to have a QB to compete and he needs to put up points each and every week. And it also becomes slim picking because a lot of this league will carry two QBs on their roster and it gets real short if you're out there um trying to stream so qb in this league key big takeaway i'm still trying to make decisions for what that's going to be next year uh a lot of decisions to make i mean heck there's there's purdy there's a there's a bunch of purdy chatter going on the slack right now people thinking that he's going to be a keeper next year so there's tons of options out there but you know he's impossible to be a keeper yeah i Show, right? I mean, he can't be a keeper. He's not on anyone's roster. That's I know. That's, that's one of those typical, he got me, just throw it out there. <laughs> Is Purdy a, a keeper? Meanwhile, he's not on anyone's roster. How would you get him on your roster to keep him? <laughs> Technicalities, but hey. Figure that out later. Yeah. I, I want to say that he just thought, and I know we talked about this too, but maybe. And I'm sure he'll get on and throw this whole thesis about how, what he meant and he knows how the rules work and blah, blah, blah that he does. But it'll, I think maybe he meant he's keeper worthy. Is he keeper worthy? Like, mm. would he be kept if he were on someone's roster? Still a silly question either way, but. Yeah. Who else is wishing somebody would go back on strike? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I think you had one and a half more points left to share. That's true. Um, so my next <laughs> point, point number two, this isn't earth shattering at all, but it happened to me this year. And it is that blue chips are hard to replace. Oh. 
Jeez. When they get injured and you try to piece together a bunch of scrap meal to make up for the 26 points that Cooper Cup gets you every week and then, um, you know, Damian Pierce goes down. Like, injuries really suck. I think we all know it. They really suck. Everyone bitches about them. I'm not here to bitch about them. I'm just saying that when they do happen to your team and they are long-term injuries, it really makes it hard to uh, – to, to make much out of that season um, by waiver wire and trades because there's only so many blue chips and if you're healthy they win in this league defense wins this was the best I put a lot more thought and maybe I just got lucky but I put a lot more thought into IDP this year um, my IDP players did stay healthy which was a big deal I think I finished second in IDP if I'm not mistaken when I was perusing the statisticals well, actually, you finished first, so you probably didn't look that close, but yeah. I didn't want to brag about it. I was gonna... <laughs> thanks, thanks for saying it, CJ, so he didn't have to. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so first, what that does, this year more than ever, I saw with kind of a makeshift roster that um, an IDP – group that puts up points week in and week out can really hide a lot of blemishes and there were a lot of blemishes on my roster not like i finished but it helped get me into the playoffs and so idp is important so those are my takeaways mind-blowing yeah. stuff qb is key it sucks to get blue chips injured <laughs> and defense can win champion yeah i mean you had the most points and the highest percentage of your points were from IDP. So, and I think that the percentage of points is the big one. Like it was just keeping me afloat in games to know that I was getting those ID point IDP points each week. And uh, if I didn't have that, it'd have been a, a, a real turd of a season. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I had high percentage of IDP points, but I didn't have a whole lot of points to go around, so it didn't really matter. But yeah, so I, I have a, I I would have I'll say related um, takeaways. One, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett are terrible together, and that was I had in I had invested a lot in Russell Wilson. And Jerry Judy. I mean, not a, I didn't invest a lot, right? Like, I did have to give up CD Lamb and you know the whole thing and blah 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 blah. You know, we can talk about that all day. But with how bad he was, it sunk me early on, right? Just terrible, you know. And like you were saying, that Cowboy, it's just it's not good. And on the flip, on the other side of that, rebuilding is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I gave up Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, T, uh, T Higgins, Amari Cooper, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, go on and on. For a couple of years out, knowing that I'd have to muddle through it. And now it's, it, it was it's really tough. You need to have solid players that can score you points every week. And I did score the most points off of waivers, but that's through pure desperation, nothing else. <laughs> and then the last thing, um, I, we got, I gotta remember that late October and into November is the angry zone in the league. And that's where we should all just be aware that we're going through that tough time, right? It's like desperate for a win, desperate for a player, desperate for whatever. And desperate, they, desperate for a friend to talk you down. <laughs> that's very true. And this year with the whole trades and weird stuff that happened, you know, it just, we hit an all-time low and you know hopefully we don't go back to that we'll have to think about that as a group but anyways those are my takeaways so one russell wilson and nathaniel hackett are terrible together rebuilding is really tough and please don't forget once we get to like week eight or nine or ten people are in a bad place so yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 similar to that time of the month. It's just that time of the year, and I think everyone needs to know that it's uh, yeah, it's just a lot of PMSing that goes on <laughs> for a couple few weeks there. I feel like we need to institute a slack-free Thursday week week oh. ten and eleven. Just slack is on break. Just maybe yeah, maybe it's like slack-free Wednesday after waivers and the trades go through you can't yeah. you know because like games are on thursday you definitely want to get back to it into the weekend but that wouldn't be a bad idea but we should but i'll add that to our list of topics and yeah. and furthermore it's like um it's like these commercials now where you can where you can uh skip the commercial and just get the relax like just see <laughs> the view of of water like we'll just put rainbows and and rivers and like nice peaceful relaxing pictures on slack and everyone can just have like a, a relaxation uh meditation day i'll have to uh seek you out because i'm still watching the commercials on uh whatever channel i'm watching so that's intriguing <laughs> lastly uh i jotted down a few things while we were sitting here just now um to round out this top three takeaways um i can't complain about anything had a massive <laughs> turnaround made myself competitive um and i think i've i've won a championship so i'm not killing myself to get to put in all the chips all at once all the time uh i'm just happier when i'm not a 65 point deficit going into Thursday and I know it's going to be competitive or at least it looks like it's going to be competitive through Sunday um, makes for a lot more enjoyable discussions online. Um, but the other thing, like one big thing for me, I think this year is like, I didn't keep a tight end and that's a major shift in the hip hopopotamus camp. And if you don't, keep a tight end you can keep an additional wide receiver would <laughs> get you more effing points than a stupid tight end so and the other thing on that tight end i know everyone that was like a big topic this year everyone's got two and three and drafted them it just reiterated the fact that if you don't have a number one two or three tight ends just keep shopping them. Just keep cycling through them. There were only two that were great. And even the one that I drafted in the seventh round ended up being, before he got hurt, the third or fourth best tight end in the league and then goes down. So, I mean, I'm going to go with a sure thing and go with the tie or a, uh, a wide receiver that's guaranteed to get me points than a tight end that's whatever. Um, Next is continuing to talk about availability. The best ability is availability yeah. and just having those people. And in that same availability, not, not noticing that I had a lot of people out on the same bye week and it wouldn't have changed. I still made the playoffs. I still got where I needed to be, but one more win on that bye week pushes me into a different spot and the chips fall a different way. Mm. into the playoffs and I didn't have enough points to score all the way through the final but you know I get a buy you know I win the win my division get the buy move in so it's you know it's the ifs and buts um and I'll just take what Justin said it's having it's I don't know if it's better to not have a quarterback that you trust or have two that you have trust and you have to start one of them and every week they they both give you the same floor, but every week that you played it, one gave you a bigger ceiling. And it was just whether or not that one came through. So real, real controversy there. Brutal. Brutal. All right. Happier note. Ding ding ding. Awards time. Ooh. Everybody, yeah. everybody likes to get that trophy. Everybody likes to get a ring. Everybody likes to get a little plaque. Uh, CJ, what are we looking at from, uh, from all the awards that were going out this, uh, this year? Yeah. I mean, 
so you get the most points. So Irish Puddle's got that. What a dominant team, you know. I'm surprised he lost as many games as he lost. You know, it's kind of surprising that he lost, you know, how many games did he lose? He lost four games, which is surprising. It's still a decent year. Turn four is good. I mean, it's just, you know, surprising that he lost four games. Gore getting that, you know, 12 win season for the second time. I mean, I mean, I don't, you know, no one's won 12 games except Gore. Um, you know, he's done it twice. So that's good. What yeah. a tough break with Hertz. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, what I mean, a good shoulda. Gotta... Yeah. Just couldn't, you know, it's just, it, it just shows you how important health is kind of back to Justin's thing. You know, you lose a blue chip or a quarterback or both, right? I mean, you're talking about, he was, he was heading down the MVP road until that injury. And I think Mahomes takes it now, kind of like the Duck Heisman. But um, anyways, uh, then Bud, most improved. Got to be excited about that. Very yeah. excited. Slumlord, rookie of the year. I mean, he was our best rookie by, by far. By a landslide, really. Yeah, it was a landslide. I mean, it was unanimous that he got that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't win a championship his first year, so, I mean, it's still whatever, but good on okay. you. Okay, not the best rookie ever, if that's what yeah, you There mean, have yeah. been multiple better rookies of the year out there, but still, it's a nice award to have. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll he'll put it up in the, uh, in the fire station there somewhere, I'm sure. Nice. And then I think I read somewhere that um, – Electro got least likely to succeed award. I might have read that in the League Illustrated or something. So, I mean, that's a bummer to get that. You don't want that one. I mean, that's the one you don't want. But, yeah. you know, Boston won it one year. And... Yeah, that's voted on by your peers. That's a tough one. It's <laughs> a tough one. <laughs> that damn fine print in those League Illustrateds. I mean, you got you to gotta look, but there's some, uh, there's some stuff in there. <laughs> That's all I got for those are the those are the official awards. You guys got any awards to hand out? Well, I mean, nothing official. I I do I do like I know all that was kind of sports specific and football specific. I do kind of like to give some awards for the entertainment side of the Battle of the Willamette. <laughs> oh yeah, good. And I think that the the award for um, best uh, new podcast in its category. <laughs> would go to he got me obviously in the beat yeah you know quality quantity is not as good as quality or i read that somewhere too i've heard consistency is overrated also <laughs> it's hard it's hard to know what i i just like to have you know more content more better so and it kind of keeps you on your toes. You don't know when it's going to pop out. He might spring three in a, in a week, which I think was done before, and then just take sabbatical, you know? I think that's, uh, that's all part of the strategy with he. So I think that was, that was an award. Um, yeah, good one. Well, I've got a few. I've got a few. I just wanna, <laughs> I've got a couple minutes here that I've uh, allotted for this. So I'm, um, I really enjoyed uh, The Postman. That was sneaky fun, came in the mail, very, like the fax copies were in there. It was, <laughs> the post was a nice little treat. The mystery around that was pretty fun also. So, yeah. I What's mean, the mystery though? I, I mean, think that that's like, I think that's all part of it. Like to, be mysterious yet so on brand that it's impossible for it to be anyone other than the mystery person there's so much depth good point good point. really well thought out yeah it was it was right on brand it was I when i opened up the first one i'm just like wow this if this is doesn't reek of end zone that i don't know what does <laughs> I don't. I didn't think too much about it. I just thought there's some shyster out there that's trying to get after a new way of social media. That's <laughs> impersonal media. That's uh, you know, it took time. That was you know, that was hand printed. I bet there was some 
a lot of ink on arms and sleeves and necks from the the file yeah, yeah. maybe it might cut yourself with the scissors those, you know. those glue yeah. sticks are a pain in the ass yeah. yeah they are yeah got it uh next award on the list uh goes to hawk attack uh best dong best dong gif so um I know there was a discussion. Controversial. That's controversial. I don't even know if it's controversial. I believe there was there was discussion whether it was Justin or Hawk Attack. No, Justin's was disgusting. The people, the people smoke and they said, when I want to see a dong, I want to see a dong. I don't want to see Bud's thumb. <laughs> so that Hawk Attack, there's award coming to you. Um, Justin, you did win the award for bringing back the x-ray of your broken leg six times this year. <laughs> Always a fan favorite. It's uh, in itself. Uh, so it's not often I give out two awards to the same franchise in one year, but I felt like I've got it. We've got a spare minute here that we can discuss, but did anybody do more for the league early in the league in the year to do callbacks than Hawk Attack crashing the scooter. We got so much enjoy. I mean, since we he was fine and he wasn't hurt and everyone was okay. The callbacks, the Boise only, the gifs that came back, the the random stories that people would throw out of someone dying to make him feel good that he didn't die on that during. Guarantee that's the last owners meet I'm going to if one of the owners dies, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that Definitely. really kind of puts a real damper on the owners meetings if one of the guys dies. Super glad no one died. <laughs> makes, it, makes it real hard to discuss getting that one extra point for every first down the next day when you're missing an owner. Yeah. No one's putting that line in the sand on that one. Yeah, because it is a pain in the ass to find a new owner. I mean, that's just the pain that's yeah and that is selfish of him to put us in that position exactly exactly well i have one more i guess maybe you inspired me it's the um it's the biggest biggest baby award oh and oddly <laughs> both candidates are under the same roof um it's irish puddles and pierce were the two finalists <laughs> And I don't know we should probably vote. I don't, I, I think I'm going to give it to, I mean, it's, there's one actual baby and then there's Pierce. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the winner should go to whoever shit their pants most recently and it's still up for debate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, maybe the league can vote on that one. That was, it's a, uh, it's neck and neck, but uh the awards, that's good. I, I always love this time of the year, the, uh, the awards. Yep. Look for your trophies in the mail. Make sure and like and subscribe to get those prizes. Moving right along. Everybody's third most favorite segment of our normal podcast. Let's get statistical. Yeah, we love it. Uh, CG, I know the uh, slack line was burning up with your breakdown of the draft day trade and how it worked out and all those things. I'm looking forward to see how you can uh, double down on that and give us a, a little bit more of uh, let's get statistical. Yeah, well, the, the draft day trade was interesting. I mean, it's we'll touch on this this isn't what our main topic is we're going to talk a little fab but just to go back to the the draft day trade it's crazy the years of work that irish puddles put into that for 10 <laughs> points <laughs> did the worst part is that i think that every other owner at the draft kind of could have predicted that this was going to be I mean, maybe not to the 10 point extent, but it was going to be lopsided any way you look at it. I, I, think we, I think we all predicted that. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I just, to me, it was like, and he still won. So it's, it's hard to say like anything, but he'd been working on this draft for two years. 
three years maybe. I mean, he's been working on it for a long time and to just piss it all away and then still win. I don't know. I don't get it. It's a, it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, I guess so. It better be in this. I'm all you you got keepers like that. You can do draft day bullshit like this. I don't know. I mean, granted, no one saw that acres thing coming. So I, I mean, I'll give him a, a little bit of a break there, but this is absolutely all eggs in one basket without diversifying all those top picks just made zero sense very little sense maybe irish sense <laughs> and then like when i picked him up and i was just picking him up because i thought hey i know he's good he might be you know we'll see what happens maybe it'll work out and the response from irish pedals is he wouldn't be third on my bench and it's just like that doesn't make it okay <laughs> you know <laughs> oh well he's got his trophy Poor yeah, but let's get a little deeper statistical. Talk a little, uh, little fab. Yeah, so you know, few of the the main things. You know, we had our highest bid ever, one hundred and sixty eight um, dollars for Garrett Wilson. I mean, that's that's going to go down as the oddest. Um, pickup and, uh, and for products it's just that it was that it was very unusual that products did that but hey you know it is what it is i um, hope he did i get, hope some i hope someday I, to have that much for the entire season <laughs> yeah he so for every point he got it cost him seven dollars and 89 cents so he got 21 points out of garrett wilson <laughs> And so that's that's what it up. He had it for 12 weeks. That's okay. There's the next one, $71 that Irish Puddle spent on Jeff Wilson, kept him for two weeks, got zero points. So that's another seven Irish Puddles could just do whatever and it was working out. Teflon, Teflon year for him. Just no big yeah. Deal. But he had a, yeah. So the probably the best out of the top 10. They were all like, they ranged from, um, we'll say 20, 32 to 168. But the best, most valuable out of those really came down to Gore picking up Curtis Samuel for $37, had him for 11 weeks, got 87 points. So Gore, nice work. Um, Wait, before we before we jump off of this, what's uh do you guys remember the most the most expensive player you picked up this season? Um yes. I can tell you who mine was. Mine was Romeo Dubes. 38 <laughs> bucks. I got 44 points out of him. So, hey. you know, I was under a dollar per point. Yeah, but that was mine. Um Duck Cowboy. This is an odd one. Spent 26 bucks on Kamu Gruger Hill, a <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> he got it, me too. And then Hip Hop picks up DeAndre Carter for 25 bucks, also oh. in week two. That, those were your highest. Carter. Oh, does that how long I kept that guy for? Yeah, I'm sure we can figure that out. You had him, I think you had him all year. I think you had him all year because, yeah, he scored you 100 points. Whoa. He started seven times. You started him seven times. So that was a pretty good. Oh, is that the the slot guy for um, Chargers? Anyone? I I didn't hear. Yes. Yes. I didn't hear the name. I was, I was looking up uh Bruger Hill stats and in my defense at the end of last year that guy put up like multiple 30 point outputs like I think it was you know the last three weeks of the season just putting up 30 plus points a piece and I passed on him in the draft and then he puts up 28 week one and I'm like oh crap I remember that guy I gotta sneak in and get him so uh knowing Hawk Attack's algorithm is similar to mine uh, in a lot of the IDP um, sleuthing. I, I threw some money out there and 
he turned in he turned out to be dog shit so oh well well he got you six and a half points on the season um yep that was the next week and then i realized that guy was garbage so then you threw him on your bench for one week and thought well let's see what happens and then you (laughs) cut him that was the the whole that was (laughs) that was the whole thing for that was it that was the Kruger effect right there. Stupid Fab. <laughs> Fab really Some means fun- nothing unless you've got it late in the year, you know? Well, and, and when you think about bad choices, right? So we heard, obviously, Jeff Wilson for $71 and only sticking to him for two weeks is just bad. Tony, these so these are the other guys that were spent the most money on. Someone spent the most money on and they got no points out of. Um, Rashad Bateman, Tony picked him up for forty dollars. No points. I think, I think he was while, already hurt. Uh, yeah, while he was injured, so that's why he was out there. You probably could have put a buck out there, or 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 an old zero burger and gotten him. I mean, he was injured for the rest of the season, but continue. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. He was yeah, and then Miko Hardman, um, Electro picked him up for twenty nine bucks in week ten nothing had him for one week and then i fell for the old sky more um, <laughs> in week one but oh this is gonna be so good if it's not juju it'll be him i spent 23 bucks on him had him for a week and that was it so not good not good at all so now there's 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 waivers where you spend money and no one else bids against it. Mm-hmm. And there's ones where there's a bidding war. Yeah. Okay. And we know those are blind. So what I'm going to talk about now are just the ones where there was a an a other person bidding against you, right? Because there was um so the total, let's see, the total waivers on the year. Um sorry guys. There was 143 waiver pickups on the year. And these aren't free agents, right? So once waivers are over, people are picking up and dropping players too. Um, and there were 50 of those. So 93 people were just bidding against themselves. And there's 50 that were actually had bids. So if you had to guess, who do you think won the most bids? Gore? Oh, won the most. There was a tie, and Gore is one of them. Wow. Uh, Electro? Electro. Electro was third with seven. Donka Bronx does it again. Uh, <laughs> okay. But Electro being third, winning, winning the most in third place, and meanwhile, also not spending any fab is pretty impressive. He spent $116, yeah. And 94% of the dollars that he spent were on bids, right? Like against somebody else. So he's pretty conservative. Gore, on the other hand, so Gore, you know, he won eight. 70% of the dollars he spent were in bids with other teams. So also very conservative. If he wants a player, obviously he's going to go after it. Who would you say is probably the worst? Wait, the oh, the worst at like being yeah. in a competitive bid and then losing. Yeah, who who went out and spent? I'll just throw a number out there. Five percent of the money they spent was in an actual bid, like another team. He was bidding against somebody. Oh, and it was a he. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it has to be Tony, right? Uh, no. Tony was 100%. He had two waiver pickups. Both had bids, I guess. I'll just jump to the 5.6% of Duck Cowboys' uh, dollars were spent against other teams. So you spent $126. Only $7 that you spent were against somebody else. Yeah. And, <laughs> and truthfully, you had one. You had 13. You put out 13 I know. waiver and bids. Only I'm one good. of them was with somebody else bid against you. And can you can you look at that and see, is there a way to see if you bid on it, 
And then a couple days later, you got to inch it up. And then a couple days later, and then at what time on Tuesday night, you inch it up just a little more? That, that would be good. That would be nice. I, I will tell you this. This was a strategy of mine this year is to not get into the old bidding war stuff with people. Like throw it, you know, let people spend their, their money. Let's get, when you know there's going to be five, six people in there spending, let them all go do it. And then hopefully they can, can blow some fab and I can sneak in on some of the, you know, the other, other stuff that was out there. So it was a strategy. Did it pay off? It doesn't look like it did. We the playoffs. Yeah. You could have saved all that fab. So yeah, I could have and should have, but I was going for it. Um, okay. What position? Well, okay. Obviously, the positions I had the most fab bids on, right? So what do you say? Where the most money was invested in players, like at a position. Wide receiver was number one, and running back was number two. I, I don't think that's a surprise. All right. But what do you think is the third highest position defensive end i was gonna say that it was isn't that crazy i mean more money and well not money people did higher bids on um receivers and running backs but it's like like the average for a receiver was $17.46. That's the average. And I mean, products really skews it, you know. So if we were to take that out, it might drop down a little bit. And then running back was $12. IDP is where everyone spends all their money, which is kind of funny. It's like, you it's know. Chasing last week's points is the problem. And especially when, yeah. you get a, when you get a zero at the defensive line, you're like, if I could just get that one missing piece and you see some guy had two or three tackle or two or three sacks, like he's going to do that every single week and you go blow your load out there. Yeah. No one's spending a lot of money on it, but there are a lot of, like, a lot <laughs> of fab, you know, off, but there's a lot of bids going on for these players. IDP. Yeah. No there's one's a, spending a lot, but there's a lot of like, third and fifth tier DNs that are getting like a seven to a $12 bid just thrown on it. Cause they, I need you this week. I need you this week. So. Well, and this just in Max Crosby on the, on the trade market. What? Yeah. Huh? I, I might want a piece of that action. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. We'll see. A lot of time left in the offseason. We'll see. That's it, guys. I mean, I got lots of stats, but I just thought, you know, it's kind of fun to talk about fab a little bit since it's a little bit, I think people, it's funny when you go through it to see who's serious about it and who is not serious about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's very clear what teams are not serious about fab and what teams are very serious about fab. When you say serious about fab, they're, you're seeing, like, the, the top half of the league is picking up someone every week or you're saying that there's a certain group that are like really spending up because I feel like there are owners that it's like someone is spending something on a few people every single week and there's other guys that it's like there's this one this this one person everybody's going to try and get so I'm going to try and get them too yeah yeah there there are there are a few um franchises out there and i'll I'll keep a lot of this to myself but the first five weeks there it's like a frenzy right people are just spending 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 but there's a handful of owners and they know who they are that Mm -hmm. don't and then they really ramp it up usually during the dark times of the league you know once we get to like week week nine, 10, 11, like that's when they start spending and trading and stuff. So it's kind of interesting to watch. Um, well, but so yeah. much of that though is, is the value in getting someone like you spend more earlier in the season because you're going to get more points per dollar sure. earlier in the season that you go. And so the problem with that ends up being is that you don't give your draft class much of a choice. And it, it, it's balancing that because it's like, oh, crap, I, I, I whiffed on that guy. 
this guy is actually the starter. And in the beginning of the year, there's so much stuff going on. It's a balancing yeah. act. And, and no, for sure. And, and people are emerging like as, oh, I didn't realize that's what was going to happen in that backfield or, you know, this receiver is, you know, or there's an early season injury. Like, yes, those, those are where a lot of the money is spent for sure. But yeah. in trades too, I mean, hypothetically like if a kareem hunt would go off and have a big game like week one and then someone gave like a first round pick for him yeah hypothetically and then he sits on the bench and gets no more than two points for any subsequent game thereafter for the rest of the season <laughs> something like that so, <laughs> yeah that that's a that's a very unique um uh use case and shockingly surprised me when I saw the amount of points that Kareem Hunt had on the year. Shocking. Anyways, doesn't matter. Shocking. I'd be curious next time around if we're looking at, when we look at all the trades, who spent the most fab as part of their trades? Hmm. I'll make a note of that. Fab because I feel, I feel like all the <laughs> trades are thrown around and they're like, man, throw an eight fab. Throwing ten fab, throwing fifteen fab, so I'm always I'm always curious how people are uh, managing that year over year. Maybe I'll just take that one on my own. Yeah, that was the first year. Uh, this is the first year I actually had uh, started the fab with the right amount, so no fines here. <laughs> Congratulations! Well, were there any fine fine dollars that were? Uh... Oh. Yeah. Oh yes, there was. There was fifteen. And what was exciting is that, you know, normally it goes half to who gets second, 30% to who gets third, and 20% to who gets fourth. Well, Electro was, he would have been third, so he would have gotten a few bucks, nothing serious. But, but those were from his fine, so he doesn't qualify for those dollars. So more, but Don Cabron strikes again, gets a little bit more, a couple more bucks here and worked out good. Moving. Last, any last thoughts on the let's get statistical before we move on to the real. Yeah. Let's move right on and let's discuss the redraft with the ins and outs. Is it going to happen? Who would do it? What would the outcomes be? Apparently, screw all those guys. CJ, how are we going to kick this off? Well, you know, they, they talked about it on the beat a little bit. And, you know, they're, in, they're very... In the, in the beat on preseason or was it... No, the, the most recent one with that they did, I don't know, what was that, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, whenever it was? Got it. In terms, I, in terms, my of notifications that. are off on on YouTube, so I I'll need to get in and get that. Yeah, but you didn't miss much. Um, but they did talk about. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they talked about redrafting, and they were very quick to um, dismiss it as a possibility. But some of us in the league have been thinking through this and looking for options for some time now um just because you know we when we first kicked out the league and i think i've said this before but we talked about maybe we redraft every three to five years we weren't sure at the time right it was like you know just to kind of reset things you know and so people stay interested right you don't want to get to a bad situation and and not have not have a way out of it so to speak but you know now that we're you know it's a challenge because we we trade three years out and so somebody's like you know looking at next year the year after whatever and and working towards that being sort of their year to re-emerge we'll say um and so that that's a that's a real that's a real challenge so we've thought about this in a couple of ways so one we could just say screw it set everything back we're restarting i don't think that's a good way to go right that would definitely not be um in anyone's best interest but we have talked about and we i'll say um you know 
Duck Cowboy and I have talked about this to a certain extent. Just, you know, over the last few years, we're just always kind of throwing different ideas around and how we would do things. We even thought about like if we were to retract and go back to 10 and how would we handle that? And we have scenarios built off of that. But in this, it's like, okay, let's take an example. One option that we could do is say, okay, this year you're going to keep three players. Right. So this is just hypothetically speaking, it's just to get the, the mind going, right? Because we're going to talk about this at the end. Um, keep three players, any three players. And then everyone's back in the pool. Um, and what you have to do over the next four rounds, or I'm sorry, three rounds, is you have to fill out your roster spot. So for example, if I have, if I keep three running backs, then I have to pick up a quarterback, a wide receiver, and an IDP, right? So that, that fills out your, um, your keeper roster. Then wherever the, the draft starts, which is essentially the seventh round, we would just keep that. Now we, we go right into what's left, you know what I mean? So everyone has equal opportunity to get decent keepers, but then also those draft picks that you've worked towards, traded for, things like that are there. Or maybe we do one player, or maybe we do no players, and we just, but you have to fill out your keeper roster to start. You know, I mean, like, these are some ideas, but once we get to that, we'll say seventh round, that's where whatever you've done work-wise exists, you can continue on there. So I think we have to be thinking about if we want to use this as, as a way of saying, hey, we need to, you know, get some parity back in the league, whatever, if we just decide we want to do this. We have a few ways to do it, some things that we can think about. You know, maybe the league would be up for it, maybe not. But I'm also open to other ideas. It just has to be, we have to be really careful um, how we do it because the people that have maybe, and I'll use myself as an example. I mean, I sacrificed a lot to stink this year and probably next year. Like the worst thing that I would want is for my team to basically all the work I've done is all I did was just make two miserable years. And now I'm, you know, now I'm back to square one. So it has to be, you know, um, we have to figure out a way to make it right. So. Well, it is funny to, to hear who's, who throws out and which years that we need to redraft and comments like, you know, people that have come into the league and feel like they're five years behind kind of deal. And, you know, there's some truth in that, but um, I don't think that the, the full on redraft is the, the solution. And I guess I'd also say that it's important to point out that when we, we did in the beginning talk about redraft, but this was 10 years ago. And since mm -hmm. then, um, you know, in the beginning, we were not trading three years out. Like those were years that were voted on and we increased and we kind of became our own worst enemy to a certain extent forever <laughs> yeah. having a redraft again. So um, I guess the, the biggest thing is that I, I like getting this out there early because I think that um, there's a ton of thought that would have to be put into it um, to be able to pull something off that is you know fair and equitable for all parties involved. And um, whether you got a really good team or a bad team right now, I just recommend putting some thought into it so we can actually have a constructive conversation in and around it when we're, when we're all together in Idaho. Yeah, and I, exactly, and I, I think, you know, those, and, you know, we haven't talked about this a lot, you know, Duck Cowboy, but this is kind of where I thought, this is a start, this isn't what I say we want to do, this, we, we don't have to do anything, you know, right. um, I just think that it's come up quite a bit, um, you know, over the last, I'll say a couple of years, and, and so I really wanted to make sure, like, hey, if, if it is something that we're interested in doing as a league, we do have ways of doing it and maybe there's an even more creative way out there that makes sense kind of to your point right well and some of these these cries for redraft might just be tongue-in-cheek so i would just expect that if there is you know a, a sincere you know cry or thought for that then then come put some thought to it and come with a solution that 
that would make sense in, in your mind if you're one of those people that's kind of looking for it to happen one day? Yeah, and, and, and then also I think if we do this, then we got to think about when will we do it again and make that, we should also think about, okay, when would be the next time? Is it every 10 years? I don't know. We're at a 10-year mark. It's a good time to, to reshift and shuffle around. You know, we just, we're doing the new division, stuff like that. But um, then people can work with that in mind, right? Like, Yeah, and I think that one of the things that was thrown out on the beat, not to be too long-winded on this topic, but, um, you know, was we we have a new draft board three years out like do we shut it down at some point and everyone can strategize against you know knowing that that would be the last you know we're shutting off trades for for three years out and then when it gets to be two years out and one year out like it at least provides the same strategy to everyone in those three years maybe they go for it a little bit more than they than they would um in a in a true keeper league you know push all the chips in and kind of go for it knowing that that redraft is coming up so maybe you just set a date in the future yeah i mean i think the other thing about this is more than likely when you guys were starting to talk about the redraft early on it was because you were afraid that people wouldn't take it as serious where i feel like we have a super hyper competitive league and i don't yeah i mean it would be exciting for a redraft, but I don't know. Like, I think the funny thing is the people that are screaming about redraft would like, that would put pressure on you to choose your own team from scratch where most everyone, I mean, outside of some of the OGs, like we're handed. I mean, I was handed some amazing keepers and then shepherding those along. And so, I mean, I feel like some of that is discounting what you have versus what you think you could do if everybody, everything was thrown back in the pot or whatever. So yeah, definitely interesting, interesting conversation. I like, um, like I would be afraid of an, of a complete redraft. Um, but I like if, it, if push came to shove and we decided like, you know, you keep three and figure it out or you keep one and figure it out. It's like, at least, you know, you've got something to build on, but um, so it's interesting. Okay. So hypothetical redraft, who are the first top three players that go? And I'll tell you that in traditional redraft leagues, quote unquote, well, quote unquote, redraft leagues, people are going with running backs, but yeah, running backs yeah. come and go. So top three in my homes. I was going to say, is, is it this, this year's draft? Yeah. All exactly. Which is so different than any redraft league. And, and yeah. I think it, there's so much more knowledge about our league now, once you're in it for as long as you've, you know, we've all been in it to, to, to be completely different than, than uh, our, our mentality would be completely different than when we started the league. And that's why I think there has to be a, like maybe it's an abbreviated keeper list or something like somehow to if we were to do it because like if no one no one is going to go for a full-on people have given up too much to get those top players on their roster right like i don't i don't i don't see how that could work maybe i'm and i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm pushing for this either by the way i'm just saying like hey i there's been a lot of talk about it let's throw it out there let's talk about it as a group and make a decision and we have some fun with it it would make it, kind of to your point but it would make things really fun because what we could do even is if we agree to do this we could do a keeper draft in june or july mm. and we could do like that you know I'm, I'm making this up as i as we go but we could make it like that eight hour draft where it's just all online and you know you pick and then you're next, you're on the clock now, you know, and, and instead of it being like a two minute thing, it could be like, Hey, we're going to take three weeks to pick those other three keepers, you know, just to make it, you know, kind of fun and different. And it might be kind of a fun thing. I, you know, it, but you know, again, we have to talk about it and see what, what people have the appetite for, but. Yeah. Well, and the strategy in and around kind of a, you know, this is really the, this is the, the best, I guess, 
meld of keeper league and legacy league and uh what am i what's the other term the young young uh all the youngsters like we kind of have the meld of all of those leagues you know yeah and and people have strategized the way they build their teams differently i mean ip held on to a lot of really young just the youngest people possible you know with upside to to kind of to hold out for three years and he's in a he's in a window now you know yeah really really good players so good conversation i know we could talk about it all day um yeah so something to think about leaguers just think about it you know we're gonna talk about it you don't need to decide now i'm sure you know some like irish puddles will probably freak out hearing this but maybe you won't hear it so yeah he's got to rub those potatoes together to get some power first so (laughs) cool that's it for me Good topics. All right, let's uh, let's bring it home on this uh, final episode of the Diaz. Uh, got some closing reminders. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what's coming up remind- here? Yeah, let everyone know that two twenty four is the last day to put any ideas in for topics for the owners meeting. I have about twelve now, and they're all pretty good. Like these are really good. And these aren't like let's change the league. These are refining things, right? And that's what I think we're looking for here power rankings will be on march 31st mm. mark your calendars oh. um and then for the owners meeting update i just want to you know i think we're, we're definitely going to do something competitive i think the the punt pass and kick might be a a fun um you know competition and we'll have to figure out we'll do the regular rules and how field goals only yeah. field goals no, no, no. We're going to oh, pump, no. pass, and kick. It's going to be awesome if we do that. Uh, I know some of the guys wanted to do maybe flag football or something, but I'm not into tearing up my hamstring right now. Um, but, you know, maybe I'll, I'll figure that out. But I think I'm leaning towards the, the punt, pass, and kick, and I think that would be super fun because it's just no one can get hurt too bad doing yeah. that. And we, and we can prep for it. So. Exactly. And so that's why I'm kind of throwing it out there now, because like, if you want to get out there, I'm sure Gore's out there kicking field goals every night already, but maybe he hasn't punted, maybe he hasn't thrown a football. I don't know. You know, we'll see. Is the bowling for dollars going to make a comeback? You see that in the? Uh, I think it should. That was pretty fun. Um, that was actually a lot of fun. So I think we should probably, yeah. I, I listen. It's I think it'll be the same sort of thing like you know friday and i there's been some talk of like you know we'll we'll figure out where we'll do the meetings and hopefully people will be more engaged than last year i felt like at the meetings themselves there was not a ton of engagement by everybody some people weren't were kind of like not participating but we got a lot of topics so it might be a little bit different we'll figure out how we do that maybe we break it up instead of just having one solid thing but i'm gonna figure it out we'll have a good time um and we'll just you know make the league better and hang out the good group of guys is there uh is there a award for already having a travel booked mm. yes yes but <laughs> i love it yeah yeah and i hear you got dibs on you know on a podcast i heard you had dibs on on uh, the idaho street um league condo i do and uh lewis is the big spoon i'll be the little spoon so <laughs> uh and i'm okay with that that's a whole lot of man on that bed that is we might be hitting the weight capacity at that uh that bed i feel bad for whoever is uh in that airbnb next <laughs> <laughs> well we only we only have the two rsvps so um I know that IP just uh, feels that, uh, you know, he's owed the room that Duck Cowboy's in when we're out there. So I think he, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll probably just figure that's the case, but. Uh, and I, with that, with knowing that, I think, cause you, you know, Irish puddles, I told him if, if he, he kept threatening to come visit me and he, you know, he does it to me every year. So it's, it's not a whole new thing, but. I told him if you get here in January, then you have dibs on the spare room Ooh. Um, for the meetings. And he's like, I'll be there. You know, <laughs> he, 
you know, the whole thing. I mean, Eva, you, you probably are. But he hasn't shown up yet. Don't know if he's got any flight plans, but time's running out. And, and that Marriott, I think I still have the, um, you know, the cheat code for that. So if people need uh, some cheat codes for the Marriott, that's a good, uh, you know. Yeah, and the, that's the other thing. I was thinking we might want to stay closer down to where hmm. we live. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe we shift down, you gotcha. know, um, seven or eight blocks. But we'll figure that out because I think we're going to end up at Ann Morrison Park, which is, you know, it's pretty close to my house and your house is only, you know, three blocks away or whatever, but so we can get there really easy. Cause I think that's where we'll do the punt pass and kick. And then we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do scooters. We'll, you know, we'll have Marty, Marty will Uber. Bicycles. Bicycles. Oh, bicycles. I'm for that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, there's, a, there's an electric bike program. That's actually pretty good. Um, you know, I have a couple bikes. Um, I know Justin has a couple bikes, so we'll figure it out, but it'll be, it'll be good. So just kind of be thinking about that leaguers. Like we're going to be outside we're going to be doing some fun stuff. We'll also do the meetings. We might have a beer or two. We'll see what happens. As long oh. as we can get pizza through a uh, hole in a wall, you know, that's what Eventually. I want. Yeah. And we got to go to the cactus. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, See how the remodel's going. See if they got more than just a toilet <laughs> in the back. Bring some, bring some cash. Bring some cash for that. We that, cash. that and the bowling. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, final thoughts. This wraps up our uh, season recap of uh, season 10. The the Diaz. We're going to retire <laughs> that. We're going to move on. We got we to gotta figure out some new catchphrases. You guys got any... Uh, Last two thoughts before we sign off here. Nothing here. I'm just excited to get the off season going, and you know, we we power rankings are just over two months away, so it's kind of that's the when the fun really starts kicking in. So it should be fun. Uh, trading. When's the trading start? Or speed trading uh, after the meetings. Okay. Okay. Start getting it on getting it on paper now. Yeah. Start your cards. Your house of cards start building Beautiful. them up build the base double thick <laughs> all right season 10 the ds in the books in the books we'll see you guys with another podcast in a, a month or so with ish <laughs> exactly can't wait right around then should we finish it off with a scoot, scoot. bye bye, bye.